and welcome to another episode of Block Talk, presented by Theater of the Now. I'm your host, as always, Michael Block. Now's the time to help us out. There are so many ways you can. Subscribe, leave us a review, share your favorite episode, become a sponsor, or do all of the above. And as always, follow me on Instagram at MichaelBlockTalk or on Twitter, and visit theaterinthenow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. Please. Are you ready to rock and roll all night and get a tattoo every day? It's time to break down the latest episode of Drag List Season 3, and joining me to do so is the biggest fan of lesbian rock, Seraphim! Hi! How are you? Good. Lesbian rock is exciting. Yeah, it's I my mean, passion. speaking of Tegan and Sarah, they're, they got the album coming out very, very soon. They're not rock. Sure they are. What would no. you call it? Like, indie pop? Indie pop? Wow, I would have thought you'd call it rock. Okay. No, that's not rock. Sure it is. They're rock and roll. There's a band. No. <laughs> okay, I insulted the biggest. Te- no, I'm not Sarah insulted. Fan. It's just incorrect. Okay. Okay. So how are you? How's it going? Good. 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 Um, waking up. Waking. Yeah. This is this is early for you. This <laughs> is really early. It's two o'clock. It's early for you. <laughs> you just probably got like an hour of sleep. No. I got like <laughs> five. It's not too bad for you. That's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to be a lively episode, I can feel it. <laughs> Alright, so obviously we skipped episode two because we had some scheduling issues, so uh, we didn't get to do a full recap of episode two with Zalika, and she's, because of the way we do our um, scheduling, she'll be back for episode four, but we're going to talk about episode two very, very briefly. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that was the vampire episode, it was also, it was a big bloodbath, they had to eat um, cow's blood and cow's organs for their extermination challenge. Overall thoughts? Um... Yeah, I thought the floor show for that episode was really entertaining. Yeah. Um, yeah, period. Yeah, any any favorite looks? Anyone stand out for you? Ugh. Um, I don't remember their looks very well. Um. <laughs> well, obviously Landon was the winner of the episode with the mariachi vampire Oh, yeah. Thing. That was creative. Very creative. Um, incredible makeup artist. Oh, oh, I loved Hollow's look. Yeah, Hollow's was so well done. All white, obviously. Yeah, I was of into course. that. Well, it wasn't all white because she got that shit dirty. Well... Um, one, like, little funny editing thing that I noticed was, like, um, you saw the floor show, you saw Eva Destruction, like, pour the blood on her as she's trying to drink it, and then she gets on the floor for the critiques, and, like, there's barely any blood. So was that, like, washable blood? Yeah, I'm I'm assuming. Well, Hollow Eve would never... I'm assuming they cleaned it up real quick Probably. afterward. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we're, we're going to talk a lot about Halloween in this episode. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I th- overall I thought episode two was um, good. It was sad to see uh, St. Lucia go, but honestly, I think it was her time. Even after she was gone, I was like, what was, what was that girl's name again? Ooh. Like, I, <laughs> not even Ooh. like a shady way. She just, like, they didn't give her a ton of screen no, time. It was she wasn't... She didn't really stand out a lot. I felt bad. Yeah, and then, of course, uh, Yoska was also in the bottom uh, because Yoska's interpretation of vampire was more bat and it didn't really read because the color, blah, 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 demon, uh, whatever. It didn't even look like a bat. It just was like demon. Yeah, and the boobies and the... Uh, and the uh, <laughs> I thought the boobies the, were really funny. They were. The, the, the <laughs> but they're right. It didn't yeah. scream bat. It, it didn't scream what the challenge was. Yeah. But that's Yoska for you. Um, I got to go to DragCon in Bushwick over the weekend. Yep. 
Uh, and I got to see some of the season three and season two cast members. So Who did you see? I oh, thanks for that segue. <laughs> oh my god, we're a good team, aren't we? Um, I got to see Madeline Hatter, who now both you and I have pins of. Yay! Um, I got to see uh, Saint Lucia and Violencia. Um, then I got to see Abora and Disasterina. Dope. But at uh, Bushwick, I got to see both Violencia and Madeline perform, and dear God, it was so good. Um, Violencia did a number where she basically revealed into nothing. She was naked on stage, except for her talk. Work. Uh-huh. And then uh, Madeline was Madeline, did a really cool rock number, and yeah, I think that um, performance proved why she did well in this challenge. Um, but yeah, it was a lot of fun. I got to interview most of them. I didn't get to talk to Dahlia, who was also at Madeline's booth. Um, oh, yeah. she, she intimidates me. <laughs> I was at like two of her shows this weekend and I still didn't talk to her. <laughs> I was like, she looks busy. I don't know. She looks busy. She looks scary. <laughs> um, all right. Are you ready to talk about episode three? Yeah. All right. Let's so do it. opening movie. So they're having like a little kiki and everyone seems to be drinking some blood and mingling like you do. And then there's a knock at the door and then two people named Margaret and John come to the safe house as they're welcomed by the boulets. Then they have a son named Sean. He's like really, really gay looking. Uh, he's told to go outside, and then all of a sudden, um, we see that there's some sort of, like, blood sacrifice going on. Yeah? Yeah. I don't remember. <laughs> the only thing that really stood out for me was, like, this was a very, very, very different look for the Boulets. They had that, like, like, pink, um, pale pink, like, robe garb thing, very flowy, um, something you'd probably wear. Um, and then they had, like, this flat purple hair. Oh, yeah. They always look so weird when, when they wear flat hair. Yeah. Because they're so big and the personality yeah, is large. Like, <laughs> so when they go so simple, it was like, oh, interesting. So it was a very in- interesting opening movie. Not my favorite. Not my favorite album. I, it, it, was very, it was more suggestive than anything. Yeah, I'm sure this was a reference to something. I'm a horrible horror fan, so Same, I'm not honestly, sure what the I didn't know what it was reference, reference was. Too, so if someone knows, out. please tell us. But we're back to the next day, and I think we have a name for the workroom. It's called the boudoir. Yeah, I was going to say that. Yeah. Finally, we got the boudoir, boudoir Le Fleur. <laughs> um, so they're all coming in, and Maxie thinks it's time for polka, but really they're uh, contemplating who went home. Eva thinks it's Jovska, but Madeline thinks it's St. Lucia. It's really interesting to see who's on which side of the battle. It's funny. It's just, like, interesting, because they don't see the extermination, so they don't right. know, like, how, how that goes. No, but they know what they are now. Like, they get to chat about them. Yeah. Um, and like, they know, like, how they did kind of, during the challenge. They know their looks and stuff like that. Well, Landon feels very excited to get the win, but Dahlia doesn't see the correlation between Vampire Queen and Mariachi Performer. Mm -hmm. Um, And I understand that. I think, again, if you're just judging on the look, Landon was incredible. Literally, what was the difference? Landon had fangs and drank blood? Yeah, but I think the interesting thing with vampires is you can kind of... Is they can be anybody. Like, right. It's just anybody. Which, that, like, which is interesting for that for people to then critique St. Lucia, who didn't look like a vampire, when I'm like, wait, that's like the gothic vampire period that she was going for. Yeah, but she was boring. Well, she was boring. But it, it's still, I think it's really subjective. And but the Boulets are not judging on their drag. <laughs> All right. So Dahlia thinks St. is the loser, but before long, she's proven um, correct because Jovska's uh, and her Bray is back. <laughs> for now 
One of many berets. I really want to f- start a fan account. Well, there's not <laughs> any more berets to see. Spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> Anything but... to hide that receding hairline. <laughs> oh, God, you're so mean. You're, you're so mean. Well, Yovska tells everyone about how gross the food was and how she wanted to stay. And uh, Priscilla says that she's sad to see Saint go home because she's so hot. And they may or may not have smashed. Did they? I don't know. They lived together, so like... They right, so like... But again, like, this is a competition. Like, how much time do you really want to focus on having sex when you could be focusing on, like... It doesn't take that much time. That says a lot about you. Cool. Very cool. Uh, (laughs) I can budget time. Of course you can. Well, Maxie says she was nervous because her costume wasn't extravagant, but it was her version of vampire, whatever it was. And Priscilla was offended that she was safe because it wasn't her interpretation of vampire. Um, Especially when Landon won. Yeah. She was really annoying. Yeah, I think she just <laughs> missed her fuck buddy. Who's she gonna Who's she gonna smash now? I keep going like hot and cold with Priscilla. Same, absolutely same. I'm still cold on her. Either. Well, Hollow reminds the room that it was a performance based challenge and that Maxie is a burlesque uh, dancer. Um, Priscilla thinks it was actually stripping and thinks that she should have gone home again instead of Saint Lucia. I, again, you have this conversation where Max is like, what, where is the lo- difference between stripping and burlesque are two very similar forms of the art? Yeah. So I think Priscilla's just salty. She's sad. I think she expected to win. Yeah. And when she didn't, she was like... Prum, prum, prum. Yeah, her, her placement in the show right now is, is very middle ground, and I'm not even sure how to feel about her. Yeah. I feel like the three episodes in, she's not going to win. She seems nice. Yeah, she's very nice. She seems cool. I'd hang out with her probably, as long as her brows look good. <laughs> well, it's time for the challenge reveal. We're back on the main stage, and we get a video message again. And this is the same look as last time. Um, it's the big, like, lip thing with the fangs and the weird zipper that you see dangling down. Um, do you think all the Boulay uh, messages are pre-filmed? Yeah, absolutely. Just like RuPaul. Yeah. Interesting. Because I guess you can't really, like, respond to, you know, what happens in Because in the first challenges. episode, when um, Violencia, like, didn't do that thing, like, in the second episode, in the boudoir, they were all talking, like, they were like, oh my god, like, I'm scared to see, like, what the boulets are gonna say, and then right. the video pops up, and, like, it doesn't come right. up. We had to wait until the main stage yeah. to perform critiques. Well, it is time for the Monsters of Rock Challenge, and it's a legacy challenge inspired by metal gods of the past, and then they have to form two bands and give a rock show. And since the Boulets are smarter than everybody, uh, and because they're also producers, they have split the teams up already with a lead singer in each. So it's Eva Destruction leading Dahlia, Maxie, and Priscilla, while Madeline leads Hollow, Yovska, Landon, and Louisiana. What do you think of the teams? Um, I think they were well balanced. I think... <laughs> I mean, it's a little annoying, because it's like very obviously like the boulets are like these are our favorites and yeah. <laughs> and then we'll trickle down from there yeah totally <laughs> um i thought it was really interesting i mean because obviously eva's doing very well in our eyes we think madeline's doing very well and then to put like dahlia and priscilla and maxi together interesting very interesting i think they were really well balanced teams okay i think each team had like a couple good front runners, a couple mediums, and a couple like behind. And I also think like I'm definitely on the very di- very different page than the Boulets are on Louisiana, where I think she's like the absolute bottom, <laughs> but they ke- they love her so much, so they keep her in the middle. So I'm mm-hmm. I'm wrong there. Well, so it's alluded to that the loser will be left shredded. Um, I think that's very foreshadowy for the extermination challenge. Was it? 
Yeah, they said the loser will, um, will be left shredded. Oh, okay, shredded. Okay. I was like, I, was, I think it meant like the part where they killed him. I was like, no, I was no, like no, what no, was no. the death? Oh, yeah, we'll get to that. All right, so we're back in the boudoir. Uh, Dahlia is skeptical about the team selection and starts to talk about how Maxi um, uh, has been, you know, Maxi. But here's Yoska with the sly remarks to piss off, piss off Dahlia. <laughs> um, I love when Yoska does this. It's funny. It's so funny. Like, it's annoying. Like, they get so mad. Like, if it were happening to me, I'm sure I'd get pissed off. You'd get pissed off. But it's so funny to but watch. <laughs> let's be honest. You have... You are definitely the Yoskin situation sometimes. <laughs> Do you know what it makes me think of, actually? Who? Boyish charm. Yeah. She- yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, she'll just, like, pipe in with the comments. Yeah. Like- <laughs> yeah, well, no, you're very much like Maxi, actually, because you make comments under your breath and no one hears, and then people are like, what the fuck? Like, what the- well, if nobody hears them, how are they like that? Well, because they know you probably said something <laughs> shady because you're a shady bitch. I don't believe that to be true. No, of course not. Of course not. Well, Dahlia, she's still pissed off about the shady comments from Maxie and just wants <laughs> yeah. to be civil and upfront, but... She's real pressed about it. Yeah. Um, we're going to get to that later. Oh. What's next? Hang on. Well, Eva agrees, um, but she doesn't deal with the petty bullshit and takes her team to the rehearsal stage. But before that, Madeline tells Dahlia to play nice with the other kids like a good grandma does. Um, this episode, I think, confirmed for sure, at least in my eyes... I, like, I assumed from the very first episode, but I think this episode solidified that they absolutely live together. Yeah. Because they, like, share the freezer. Correct. Yeah, we're, we're, we, we'll, yeah. we'll get to that shortly, but uh, I think so. Like, And where's that fucking footage? They, they've shown it a couple times? No, but I want to see them in the room Oh, together. yeah, yeah, I would love I more want of that. Because um, they're probably, like, in a hotel room, um, and it's, like, two to a room. I don't think it's you don't, you don't think? No, it's like that house. All right, okay. They okay. like show. They've shown it a few times. That's fair. Okay. If I mean, I could be wrong, but that's what what I. Assume. Madeline, tell us. Let, let us know. Madeline, please. No, don't call her Madeline. <laughs> All right. So Eva calls her team slag. Um, Maxie says she wants to be blue, but Dahlia is freaking out and forces Eva to take charge. Um, that was really funny. Um, Dahlia just be like. Eva, Eva, say something. Eva, say something. <laughs> I was like, wow, you are actually the child of this show. I know, she's a baby. Such a baby. Um, and Eva just wants everyone to be womanly and padded. I think Eva's so funny because she's so soft-spoken. <laughs> yeah. Um, Dahlia thinks Maxie doesn't wear pads because she's lazy. What's your stance on queens and padding? I mean, I like when queens pad. I don't... I don't think it makes or breaks drag. Like, if your type of drag isn't padding, like, yeah. cool. And some people just wear very, very tiny pads, like you. No, they're big well, now. Well, they're bigger now. Um, but you grown. you wore tiny pads, but it was still padding. Yeah. Um, well, as Priscilla says, maxi pad. <laughs> Funny. <laughs> All right. Sued. So they're starting to run through the number, and watching Dahlia on the drums is hilarious, and honestly, this is how I imagine you on the drums as well. <laughs> No fucking rhythm. Just like banging and banging. I know. I was watching her do it and I was like, what is she doing? Yeah, I feel like that's you as well. But she thought she did a great job. Well, she wasn't the only one. (laughs) Meanwhile, in the workroom, Madeline wants her team to be called Coven with a K and that was witchy and I think that was an homage to um, the Coven here. I don't think it was, but I think it's really funny. It was very funny. Um... Where okay, they're do, gonna do a blood ritual, and Hollow suggests pricking their fingers over a candle. Fine, basic, cool, great. Um, and then we're gonna move a little bit. And Madeline thinks Dahlia uh, was coming at Maxie while the other 
um, team's downfall is happening. Hollow thinks it's funny about Dahlia being hypocritical because she's saying shady shit about her to other people. And this is going to be a big part of this episode. I'm fully team Dahlia with this. About the why she's talking shit? Or, yes. Okay. About her talking shit about Hollow. Like, saying it behind her back. Mm-hmm. Because I believe... So, like, the whole issue was that she was, like, storing... Um, she was, like, freezing her tampon yeah. blood. Well, okay, I would be bitching, too. If yeah. it were in my freezer, I would bitch. But I wouldn't bitch to Hollow because I'm... Like, it's not... I wouldn't be... I'm not telling her she can't do it, but I would bitch about you. it. Yes. Well, at least Maxie did it in front of six cameras, as they say. <laughs> um, well, Madeline reveals that Dahlia has been talking about her behind her back, and it hurts her heart because it's family. And as they're shit talking, the other team arrives, and let's get the hollow. To t- let's get hollow to tell Dahlia off. Uh, well, Dahlia is flabbergasted and decides now is the time to talk about why she's been running her mouth. So, cute tampon gate, as we just alluded to. <laughs> um, it's filthy. So, Hollow's been keeping tampons in the freezer for a week and a half, they, they said, in a Ziploc bag. Is this filth or is this art? What is this? I mean, both. Yeah. Into it. You're, you're, you're here for it. You wouldn't complain. No, I would. Oh, you would. <laughs> you would. <laughs> in my freezer? But I also wouldn't, like... I would be in the same situation as Dahlia. Like, I would definitely bitch about it, but I'm yeah. not going to tell her she can't do it. That's fair. Okay. All right. All right. So Dahlia says she didn't feel comfortable talking about uh, her, talking to her about it, but it was fine telling every other cast member. And Hollow says, practice what you preach. Dahlia continues to get defensive, and she says she's not used to being subjected to real filth. And Hollow claps back when she's not uh, su- been subjected to glamour, and here we are. <laughs> that was so funny. Was very, and a great funny. way to diffuse... The argument. Yeah, I, I think, uh, yeah. I'm sure there was things that were left on the cutting room floor, but I think Hollow does have a decent sense of humor and is able to, like, okay, let's let's find the humor in the situation, even though, yeah, we have some shit to deal with. Um, but I don't think there really was a real resolution between the two of them. No, not really. So I wonder if this will continue. Well, no, mo- no more chat about this because it's time for Coven to go to the rehearsal room um, we're, but we are with the cameras are going to stay in the boudoir because we got more drama Dahlia is pissed about Madeline um, being upset because she doesn't know what the fuck is going on and she says she's family it's her grandma <laughs> take a shot every time those words come out <laughs> um, Eva says that she doesn't like the way Madeline speaks to her because she doesn't like being talked to like she's stupid do you find that is how Madeline has been talking on the show I feel like that's just kind of how Madeline talks to people. Yeah. <laughs> like, it sounds weird. I don't know. She's just very, like... Yeah, she does kind of just talk to people like yeah. But, like, it's not her intent. It's just her demeanor is very... I know things. I'm very smart about things. And you should be as smart as me. <laughs> that was a good, like, inflection impersonation. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, the main stage. Um, it's very interesting... Um, this performance, um, it's, um, mm-hmm, yeah. Yavska is scared Madeline will be a tyrant, but Hollow has a big voice, and you can already see the two of them butting heads, and Hollow decides, yes, she wants Madeline to pull needles out of her face. Because, why not? And then we get the most foreshadowing moment ever, they're not gonna rehearse it. Oh, shit. Yeah. I mean, as a theater person, when they said, oh, we're not going to rehearse it, I was having heart palpitations because I was like, this is actual danger. You have to, like, 
do a dry run or something or like at least talk Madeline through the the steps of do's and don'ts and what could happen if you do the don'ts. Yeah. It was not smart, but like you know, the producers are over there being like, We have the medics on standby, but we're gonna let them do this. <laughs> well, it's next the next day, um, Hollow is ready for some rockin' energy. Dahlia, though, she thinks it's time to talk to Madeline, because why not? And this is how you resolve issues with people you love. Um, apparently there has been some drama from the past where Madeline had betrayed Dahlia's trust, um, and then she has brought this up to her other competitors. Do you know anything about this backstory? I mean, they just mentioned, um, Madeline's sobriety at one point, mm-hmm. but that's a tiny... Yeah, I was very curious to know if we were going to learn any more, or if we in the know might know anything about Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm in the dark. Well, Dahlia says that it was taken completely out of tar- context and starts crying because family! Um, Dahlia says she brought it up because it shows how far they've come, but Madeline thinks this is something that has to stay in the family. And you know what? Sometimes there are things like that. Dahlia also thinks that Madeline is flipping the situation on her, but her emotions get the best of her and just agrees <laughs> to agree. She's like sobbing. Yeah. And we're going to do the little walkthrough moment again, where we're going to learn about uh, some of the looks and what the inspiration is. So Eva is going Motley Crue meets Aerosmith with a jacket that's kind of spiked to death. Yeah. It was kind of cool. I liked it. Yeah. Uh, Louisiana is inspired by things I've never heard of, and I couldn't even write them down because I don't even know what they were. <laughs> um, Priscilla is Twisted Sister meets Joan Jett, and Madeline helped Priscilla sell her wig. That's really nice of her. Yeah, she's a nice person. Would you help a competitor in a competition? I have. You have? Like what? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, I have. Example, nothing, nothing. <laughs> I'm sure someone, one of your sisters, will tell us what you did. Right? No, I gave Audrey gloves for her magician look. Well, that's sweet. That was nice of I'm you. Such a nice person. Did you ever get them back? I don't know. I don't think I wanted them back. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. So Landon is wearing a hat that she made from scratch and says there's no difference from getting ready as a drag king. Uh, they're putting their dicks in their buttholes and he is putting his nipples to his armpits. <laughs> I know. I thought about that so much. I was like, does he just not lift his arms? And that's what I've been watching. And I'm like, he does, but also doesn't when there's body showing. He could have like, t- okay, that makes sense. He yeah. probably like tapes. Yeah, he like, tapes them back. Oh it's very God. interesting. Yeah. Would you ever do it? I mean, I put my... Pee pee behind my ear. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm talking about the the nipples. I don't know. That would hurt. My nipples are pierced. That would hurt. They, they are pierced. That would hurt you. Uh, oh, great. That silly alarm goes off and no one is ready and Hollow doesn't even have a lick of makeup on. I know, like, fully. Like, a lot of people are, like, semi-ready and she just has nothing on. Yeah. We didn't even get to see what Yovska had uh, on because this episode... Maybe they were kind of trying to keep it a secret because this episode we did get makeup from Yovska. Yeah. Which is quite cool, but we'll, we'll talk about that. Um, the floor show. It's time to get ready. The Boulet's look is incredible. What was it? I Okay, so is the red latex with the red head thing, uh, headpiece? Ab- Abraham Levy, I believe, I had a hand it in it. Go to Abraham's Instagram, I think that's... Or, or Boulet Brothers. I'm, I'm sure either why don't I just go to theirs? Um, I was obsessed with this look. I think it was really cool for them to do a color, because so far we've only seen him in black. Um, but it was really the headpiece that, that really oh, just looked. Yeah, Isn't it yeah, so yeah. cool? I loved it. I'm a big fan of it. It was sexy, but also... Yeah, it's like very rock. Mm-hmm. And the breastplate worked. Oh, yeah? Everything about it was a really, really cool um, uh, look. I was a fan. 
So we learn that the winner of the night will win a $1,000 costume latex gown from Bizarre Fetish Couture. Have you ever heard of that website? Nope. It's pretty good. I looked at it after um, watching the episode. Pretty good stuff. Um, check it out. Cool. They're an LA-based company. We learned that the judges include drag producer Peaches Christ, who I believe is returning for the third straight season, and punk rock trailblazer Henry Rollins. Nope. It's a cool panel for this. Yeah, yeah. Um, before we go into the looks a little bit, how did they film this? Because I want to know, if, was this all done in one day or multiple days or like hours, like morning and days. night? Because just Hollow's prosthetics alone, how, how was she able to transform and do two of those looks? Yeah. That's a lot of work. So I, I'm very curious to know how this filming went. But we are going to play Rock and Roll or Light FM, so if you like it, it's a Rock and Roll look. If you didn't, it's Light FM, because Light FM's bad music. <laughs> Alright, we're going to start off with Hollow Eve. Um, it's very, very Mad Max goes to a rock show. Um, this look for me, I think, is very incredible. I love the prosthetic work on her face, and like just how the eyes are like, very beady. Um, I love the spikes on the shoulders and the horns on the headpiece. It's a very cohesive look, but I personally am losing Rock and Roll from it. Um, yeah, I, I liked it. Um, I just, I liked it. Yeah, I think maybe there's like a death metal reference that I'm missing. Yeah, but, that's kind of what it felt like to me. But I, I'm not sure that this met the challenge requirements in my eyes, but again, I mean, who, who, who are we to judge? They didn't seem to, they read it too. Yeah, they, they liked it. Um, for me, I'm going to, because of the challenge and what rock and roll metal means to me, I'm going to give it a light FM. I'm not a fan. Wait, if I'm, I'm going to say rock and roll. All right, all right. Next up is Louisiana Purchase. Okay, so this is definitely 80s rock with the curly hair and the raccoon eyes, but this look for me is just a Halloween costume. It is so goddamn basic. Um, leopard print, yawn. You can't even read the writing on the back that she's trying to have, like, in blood. Like, it was so not crisp. It was not put together. I think the most interesting, interesting thing about this look for me was the collar... And, like, I, I just was not a fan of it. Um, for me, as they, as Peach has said, Louisiana does bad drag, but is it actually good bad drag? <laughs> yeah, that was such a read. It was such a read. It was <laughs> a good read. Um, yeah, it was... Yeah, not light the FM best. For light, me. Definitely light FM. Yovska! All right. There's definitely a lot of discrepancy when it comes to this look. Does it immediately read rock and roll? Not at all. But apparently there is some influences of Japanese rock um, that she drew from. I'm not aware of it. It makes me think of, um, uh, what the fuck is her name? Um, Erica Clash. Yeah, absolutely. With hers, because mm -hmm. she did like the whole like black and white thing. Um, and they were like, this isn't like what we were looking right. for. And she was like, it's Japanese. Yeah. Um, in all honesty, like maybe it was her twist on like insane clown posse with the makeup and the weirdness. But uh, it's not outright what they're looking for. That being said, it's very creative, different from what we've seen so far. And look, she's even doing makeup. Yeah. Cohesive for sure. I'm surprising. Um, what my, I think my favorite part of the look was the shoes. I don't know if you remember, but they had like giant like fangs on the front of it, painted on. It was it was really, really cool. Um, but overall for the challenge, it's sadly a light FM. Um, yeah, I guess so. Sad Yoska, sad Yoska. Next up we have Eva Destruction. Um, and this is the first time that I'm actually seeing Rock in this challenge. Um, this is a hair metal 80s fantasy. 
Um, I love that this, she had her name on the back of the jacket. It was so spot on for rock and roll. Um, the blue hair is giving me the glamour. Uh, the rest of the look is very much punk, and I kind of like how she very much did like a white face with like the blue lightning bolts um, because it tied it all together. Yeah, she kills it every time. Yeah, she's she's very much aware of her brand. She's aware of her style, and she's aware of how to tell a story through a look. Yeah, no, she's crazy good. But <laughs> she's also not afraid, as we learned in the first episode, to throw some money into it. Yeah. I mean, and again, this is someone who, in the mainstream world of the show, she is definitely someone who's been out there. We know who she is. And yeah. she's been around. She got the gigs that got her the good, good money. Um, but I was a big fan of this. Definitely a rock and roll for me. Yeah, for sure. Maxi, catch her with the blue face. Again, not rock and roll outright, but it's a cool look for her. Um, I loved the stone bodice and the body armor that she had going on. The headpiece was really cool. Um, I'm interested, though, to know why she painted her face blue and her body gray. And I'm wondering if it's just because she considers herself like a blue queen. I, I don't know. She does that blue face a lot, and I'm like over it. Yeah, I, I, again, I, is that who Maxie is? Is the blue face Maxie Glamour? Um, I almost, almost called her Maxie Factor, and that's a very different drag queen. <laughs> um, I think, because we got the little montage after we saw everyone's initials look, I think the thing that really may have sold her being safe if they if it was an individually judged challenge was her pulling the um the dollar out of her asshole oh yeah um, not not a fan of it no why not you like things being pulled out of butts no ropes i saw a bushwick um number last year where um a drag queen pulled things out of a twink spot still gross miss jade still gross <laughs> Um, for me, Maxie, I'm going to sadly give a light FM. I have to look up the looks. <laughs> oh, no, no. We couldn't find, um, like, a breakdown of all the looks. Um, we, I should start checking the Dragula Wikia and, and, and start printing those out. Oh, but this is actually a cool look. It's a cool look, but uh, is it rock and roll, you know? Yeah. It's fine, but light FM for me, sadly. What are you going to give? Oh, light FM. Yeah, no, for cool. sure. Next up is Land Inside Her. Um, I say crown him. Dear God, this was perfection. Um, just that initial camera pan up to his face. It's just so right. The beard and the hair and the jacket with so the spikes. Gross. It, 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 it's so gross. It's perfect. It's so good. Um, the hat was cool. I'm obsessed with this look. Like I think I love this one more than uh, the vampire look. Uh, yeah, I think I like this one better. Um, and you know what was so smart about this whole package? Having a guitar as a prop. Yeah. It's a rock and roll challenge. Give us the guitar and then light it on fire and have the... Oh, it was so cool. So cool. This is how you win the challenge. Again, if it was a solo challenge. For me, Land Insider is a rock god and I'm going to give them a rock and roll. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Good job, Landon. All right, Dahlia Black. Again, we're going Mad Max goes rock and roll. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, very Mad Max. I like the pieces and the elements, but I'm not sure I love the concept as it pertains to the challenge. I don't think it's very rock yeah it's the proportions it, are a little weird for me yeah because everything is big and then she's using a lot of her own body who yeah. which is very slight she's a very tiny person yeah well she has like so much so much on her like shoulders and yeah. head and then like nothing from there down yeah um it's very much a departure from what we've seen of dahlia and i think it's more filthy than glamour which is kind of cool because versatility is very key in this game so yeah in that regard i think this was a smart move for her for the challenge, thank God her team was safe. She's light FM. Yeah, it's a good look, but it's well, yeah, light FM. 
Madeline Hatter. Um, I think she definitely embodies rock and roll. The red hair is always on point. Um, Naturally. The costume is very much on brand for what she does. It covers her whole body. It's a f- full body suit. And I love that the, there's like a lot of fringe and the skulls. And I was a real big fan of this yeah. look. No, it's definitely um, rock. Again, if this is slightly performance-based when it comes to the floor show, she sold it. She knows how to do this kind of rock and roll. Yeah, she's got a really good energy. Yeah, for me, definitely a rock and roll. Loved it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And finally, it's Priscilla Chambers. The hair is on point. She definitely achieved what she wanted with her 80s hair metal look. I love the mesh. I love the black. It's simple but effective. Um, creativity, not the most, but honestly, it's what the challenge asks for. Yeah. Um, and yeah, in that little montage, who doesn't love doing coke as a rock star? <laughs> um, for me, again, simple, effective rock and roll. I loved it. Yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm here for it. So now we're going to talk about the um, the rock shows themselves. We're going to break them down uh, individually as the teams. Uh, because one team has a lot to talk about. Uh, let's start off with Slag Rock Show, which is led by Eva Destruction. Um, I think I like the idea of the band name on the fabric getting ripped apart as like their opening moment. Yeah. Very simple. Fine. Silly. Nothing um, outlandish, but it, was, it worked. Um... What I think brought their team together was using such big colored hair and then tying it with very, like, rock and roll looks. Everyone was in the same world. It was, yeah, it was very cohesive. Yeah, as um, it was described, gothic gem in the holograms. Yeah, it was perfect. Um, I think they bring filth, of, the filth of metal to an accessible audience. Um, it was very accessible because this is what you would dream up of as a... Metal band. Yeah. I was, I was here for it. Um, um, yeah, go ahead. Just overall for the... Like, the floor show or the performances, so much better than last season. Yeah. Because they didn't make us sit through the entire performance of one person and then one group and then make us sit through the exact same performance of Tea. another group. T. Because <laughs> I, I was very grateful for that. I don't think I could have sat through Coven. Like, I don't think was... I could have so annoying last season i was just like they're really gonna make us watch this whole thing again <laughs> yeah um i think for me it was clear that this team was the winners um just when they did the uh maxi flip and then she came back down and uh got right back on the guitar i thought it was so well done yeah i was big fan of this group let's talk about coven a little bit starts with the blood ritual it's a really cool effect i think it was interesting storytelling for what their band is going to be yeah it's cute um, I think there was very little cohesion in the looks, aside from uh, the pentagrams uh, all over them. Yeah, they didn't really plan it out, though. It, it didn't work. And then again, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, this is my team. Do we even have anything that's going to remotely match that we brought? Or do you think they were able to, like, build costumes? I don't I don't know. Because that's what some, one part of the show that we don't get. Like, obviously, in um, uh, Drag Race, when there's team challenges like this, you'd get to construct things and hopefully someone on your team knows how to construct things um so yeah there was just little cohesion um but we're watching their show and then we see madeline uh go behind hollow to pull out the needles and uh wait we're stopping we're stopping hollow is leaving she broke character and we hear the pa go we have a performer leaving the stage so we have eyes on hollow so apparently madeline pulled the needles out too soon (laughs) (laughs) ah that's a great screenshot um yeah, uh, eek, 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 eek. Yeah, it um, was rough to watch. It was really, really, really rough. So, Hollow is having a moment. Um, 
she wants to know, did they get it on tape? Or Madeline wants to know, did they get it on tape? And Hollow is immediately ready to put the dirty needles back in her face because she didn't bring any others. That is a danger and a hazard, and I'm scared for her is again. Like, why would we do that? Yeah. Do you think stupid. Hollow should have stopped? No, she shouldn't have stopped. Yeah. Agreed. But I've never had needles pulled out of my face That's spontaneously. <laughs> have you, as a performer, ever stopped mid-performance? No. That's good. I can't think of a reason I would have. That's fair. What What do you think would have to happen for you to stop a performance? Somebody would have had to pull a needle out of my face. Ah! But you wouldn't even put the needles in. No. No. <laughs> I wouldn't. No. Not in my face. No. Um, yeah, so this was a really rough moment to watch, and that, for me, I was like, this is, this is bad on her, like, yeah, I, I fear for what the rest of the journey is going to be, and I also want to say that I feel bad for whoever works the cleanup crew on this show, because dear lord, I hope they're protected from the things that they have to <laughs> mop up, oh my god, gross, 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 gross. So they are then reminded that they're they are not being judged on their drag, but how how it relates to the competition. And I think this is key in how we will discuss some things later. The big things here is Hollow takes blame for her not being professional. Landon thinks that Hollow and Madeline should be up for extermination, but let's be real, the show does not want to lose either of them yet. So we're gonna throw in a scapegoat. Um, fully that's exactly what happened it's literally what happened um because we learned that slag as a team wins the challenge and that they are all going to be safe eva is the winner and is declared the monster of rock um and in the first twist of the season we get three up for extermination so land and louisiana are safe leaving yovska hollow and madeline in trouble i personally don't be believe yovska should be in the bottom no she shouldn't have she got done dirty this was very 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 poor um decision making here and i'm sad at the ultimate result but like but but again like what who 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 would who would you have lost madeline or hollow hollow yeah yeah <laughs> she's the one that like left i agree i think when it is a situation where professionalism needs to override all the other pillars of what the show is and i'm just sad in that hollow just walked right off yeah that was crazy mm -hmm. crazy crazy so they failed to rock it out with their cocks out so the boulets want them to never forget it so the extermination challenge there is a mobile tattoo parlor pulled up in the alley and they are ready to tattoo them to filth <laughs> but this twist is another competitor is going to choose their tattoo yoska picks for hollow hollow for madeline and madeline for yoska before we get into the drama let's play a game what tattoo would we pick for the other? So, Seraphim, you're going to pick for me, and I'll pick for you. Just any tattoo in general? Any tattoo in general. Yeah, well, I don't know. <laughs> At least they had, like, a book. What would you pick for me? Um, I would pick... Do I want to be mean? How mean do I want to be? I don't know. That's up to you. The power's in your hands. I know, I mean, because like, the thing if um, I picked a tattoo, you could just hide it anywhere on you because you already have so many tattoos. Yeah. And what about it? Yeah. <laughs> um, so maybe... What, what is on your legs? Many things. No, what, what, what's the phrase on there? Oh, it says okay then. Okay then, maybe I'll... I'm inspired by that, and you should get, like, somewhere it just says, like, I'm sorry. <laughs> 
<laughs> Your tattoo would say, I'm not crying, you're crying. All right, all right. <laughs> okay, fine. We're not going to actually do this, because I think we're eventually the the extermination challenge of the group that uh, tattoo. We'll figure that out. If we can get a crowdfunded, maybe we'll do it. <laughs> I'm not getting a tattoo. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. All right, so backstage, Hollow goes on a tirade about being... Um, uh, better than what she did, and rags on something about white gay bars around the world. I don't know what the hell that was about. Who? Um, Hollow. And she was, like, freaking out before. I don't know. Yeah, it was confusing. Um, Hollow says that she let them all down, and the only one who should be mad is Yovska, because, come on, Yovska's getting fucked in this situation. Yep, fully. Hardcore. In the confessional, Yovska thinks it sucks to see Landon and Louisiana be safe, and she's stuck with Hall and Madeline. Yes, she <laughs> called her by the wrong name on purpose. <laughs> funny, funny. So, Yovska starts to break down, and Louisiana talks to her. And if you haven't seen that meme of the Death, Wh- Death Whisperer, oh my god, it was so funny. <laughs> it's really funny. Um, so, if you talk to Louisiana, you get exterminated. Um, and I'm just going to say, I think perhaps Louisiana whispered to Zalika, and that's why she's been MIA on the podcast. <laughs> she, she actually, that's like, we did the extermination challenge the first week, and then she didn't come back. She was exterminated. She exterminated. Um, Hollow, in this moment, actually, is kind of great talking to Yoska about uh, the competition and making art and what the difference is and what's more important to them as an artist. I loved that. Yeah. I think this was a real genuine moment from Hollow, and this is the first time that I related to her because I've been that kind of mentor to people before, and I, I think it's it was a really poignant moment, um, and I'm I find it fascinating that the boule has kept it in uh, in the editing. When she was like, "Do you want to make art or do you want to compete?" Yeah, like what a real thing in competitions. It's so true. I mean, you've been through it. Yeah, you felt that. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I, I was really glad to hear someone say that on a reality TV program like this. So, yeah. thank you, Hollow. In the mobile tattoo parlor, we see that the tattoo selection is basically all Dragula-inspired. Madeline is going to get a tattoo on her thigh. Yasuka gets a tramp stamp, because if you're getting the first tattoo, why not get it there? <laughs> and Hollow in her armpit. Yeah, fuck that. I have a tattoo in my armpit. It hurt. Did it? Yes, it hurts so much. Um, yours is, um, on the arm, though, right? Yeah, but, like, Bulbasaur is fully in my armpit. Yeah, that's true. She, she in there. Um, yeah. Hollow is very ticklish. Is it ticklish up there? No, it just hurt. It just hurt. Madeline is a trooper, because she got thick thighs, as she said on the podcast. And Yosuke is a tattoo virgin, and is really just going through it. And, as Yosuke says, what a mood. <laughs> what a mood. What a mood. It's time for the tattoo reveal. Um, Yaskas gets uh, a Bora that reads, I'm a creep. I love that she was like, please don't let it be a Bora. <laughs> right? It's so funny. Um, and I mentioned it to a Bora when I saw her uh, for the podcast and she couldn't remember what it was. Or that, that someone picked her. That's funny. Um, yeah, I was like, it's you. Uh, Madeline is, uh, it says, I didn't fuck my brother, he fucked me. And that's a picture of who? It's, um, James Majesty. Okay, making sure. Um, it was interesting looking. It's like the funniest part yeah. of season two. Yeah. And then Hollow has I'm a filthy bitch with bitch pudding. Loved it. Um, would you get any of those? No. Any of those? I would do the I'm a creep one. Yeah, that makes I thought that, that was cute. But not as a tramp stamp. Not as a tramp stamp. Um, so it's time for the big reveal. We're in the bathroom. We see a set of dark hands on the counter and pan up. It's a nearly dead bird known as Yavska, and that breaks my heart. I hated that, like, death look. Well, that's what she wore for the, um, 
for uh, the metal challenge. Oh, is it? Yeah. Well, I hated it then, too. Yeah, I mean, because it was not cohesive with anything. It didn't work. She was a bird. Dead bird. Um, the death, it starts with a strangulation by a guitar string, and then she gets impaled by the broken neck of the guitar, and I thought that was perfectly gruesome. I thought it was really, really cool. Yeah, I like that the, um, the deaths this season are cohesive with the challenges. That's what I wrote! That's exactly what I was just gonna say. I think it's really cool. Yeah. Um, and it saves them from, like, having to think of, like, new ways to kill people. Exactly, yeah. I thought this was a really cool moment. And the acting was good. Yeah, it was good acting. Yeah. Um, poor, poor Yavska. I know. So I got a couple burning questions. Yavska is gone, but did she really ever stand a chance? I bring it back to Erica. Can a performer with such a unique perspective ever win Dragula if that's not with Boulay's view as a monster dragon? I think she could have. I don't, like, I... Her drag is versatile enough. I think she could have... She just kind of missed the mark a little bit when she did it. Mm-hmm. Like, I think Erica's big problem was that she has such a specific aesthetic, and she didn't want to, like, branch out from that. Whereas, like, Yavska is, like... Has a really specific aesthetic, but it's more, like, versatile. And I think if she had, like, done the challenges more, like, accurately, mm-hmm. it would have worked. Like, yeah. she posted a, a bat look recently. Right, she that redid it. Really, yeah, she redid that look, and it was great. Yeah. Like, I think she would have been fine that challenge. Yeah, I think I think if she did that look in the black, she could have been safe. Yeah. Um, well, I think and, she could have done... And again, maybe this challenge, if she, instead of using, like, the baby blue, she went black, maybe she'd be safe. Who knows? It's really one of those things. Do you do yourself, or do you do what the judges are looking for? Maybe all-stars. Maybe all-stars. And, or, um, are they all-stars, though? Haha. <laughs> Because they don't want to be all stars. Wasn't there something that they campaigned about um, all losers or something? Oh yeah, something like post mortem or something. Yeah, something funny like that. Um, but yeah, I, I wonder like if now if she were to ever come back to the show, would she have to alter her artistic style to fit the mold of the boules? No, like what I just said. I well, we'll see. We'll see. Um, who's in danger? I mean, Madeline has seen the <laughs> has been low or bottom two week two weeks in a row. <laughs> and or, two out of three is not great. No, not great. But are they just testing her or giving her a redemption arc? See, oh god, I hope so <laughs> because she's like, ah, it's so frustrating to watch because it's like each time like one little thing like they're like, we love you, you're amazing, you have a great energy, you look cool, like you did really really well, except for this one thing that's really gonna fuck you up and now you're in the bottom. Yeah, it's. Sad to watch. Hard for us to watch. <laughs> it makes me so mad. Yeah. Um, Eva, Landon, clear front runners at this point. Yeah. What do they need to do to stumble? Uh, I don't know. Guess we'll find out. Yeah. Do you see who 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 do you think is gonna go next episode? <laughs> I mean, if the trend continues, it's gonna be Madeline. Oh, that would be so sad. And I'm gonna be real mad if she goes home before most of these girls. Yeah. It'll be sad. Well, it has come to that point in the episode where we are going to reveal the mini extermination challenge. Are you ready? Oh, no. You're not ready? No. Why not? Are you scared? Are you nervous? I don't know. What is it? All right. So this was a (laughs) fan suggestion. I already hate it. Because those fan suggestions are mean. This is mean. (laughs) Um, So for this one, we can't actually do it today. It's something that's going to happen a little bit over time. And the challenge, it was literally called dancing. So um, we had a volunteer um, (laughs) 
someone who is very well versed at dance, someone who loves dance and is a competitor <laughs> in season three of um, Iconic and has donated their time because they want to give you choreography. Bitch, I would. The challenge is Jax is going to teach you choreography <laughs> and at your next gig you have to perform the number. Um, and the song that Jax picked for you is the Flawless by Beyonce Remix. What? I That is what she has picked. That's why. I don't know. Um, I was so, so on board until I heard the song choice. <laughs> uh, well, okay, maybe we'll 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 alter the song choice because I'm not on board with this either. But I think we'll find a good song for you. It just feels wrong for me to perform uh, Beyonce. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Um, I agree. But I think what, we're gonna find the right song for you. Jax is actually really much on board and very excited to do this. <laughs> Jax so, about to be real busy. She doesn't have time for that. <laughs> so we are going to teach you choreography, and then some some upcoming gig that you have. You are going to perform it, and the world is going to see uh, Flailafin become a dancing queen. I mean, Boudoir tried to teach me. Well, so her um. patience level is kind of <laughs> probably low. No, she was nice. Oh, she's always nice, but I, I, I think we're going to like record some like, behind-the-scenes footage. I don't think we are. And then, yeah, we are. It's, we'll it's, record the, the sound, since well, it's a podcast. <laughs> fair, fair. And then, um, <laughs> whenever we have the time for this performance, I'm very excited for it. Oh, yeah. So you're on board to do it? <laughs> yeah. I'll, I've always said I'm down to learn. Do it. I'm, I'm very excited for this. This is, Honestly, when this suggestion came in, because people are mean, I knew this was one that we had to do, because... It's going to help you grow, too. <laughs> and Seraphim hates me now. <laughs> Where can we find you on social media? You can find me at... On Instagram. At Seraphim NYC. And on Venmo. It's at Tip Me Please. Tip her. She needs it. So I can afford dance lessons. No, not it's not affording the dance lessons. It's affording the hospital bills that you might get I'm because not hurt myself. It's Jack. She's gonna make you tumble. <laughs> <laughs> well, this was a pleasure. Thank you so much for recapping the episode with me. Oh yeah. The biggest thanks to Seraphim for coming on. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, and leave us a review while you're there. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterthenow.com via our question link. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk. Thank you.